The Gucci Girl, Prada Professional, Coach Queen, or Target Trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Ritan, president at Lola Red, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now, please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Ritan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman. Well, we all have heard about branded content. Everybody needs branded content. But who would have thought that cable news outlets would be needing branded content. I don't know. I used to be in TV news, and I thought we were in the business of branded content, but especially not. Uh, Tom Forbes and Media Post Content Marketing Insider did a story on CNN, uh, and you may have heard about it. They have launched kind of a new group within CNN called Courageous. It's being um, headed up by Otto Bell who spent nine years at Ogilvy Entertainment, in fact, left Ogilvy to come and do this for CNN. And it's a branded content studio of Turner Broadcasting. Now, he gets to play uh, a little bit across all of their CNN properties, which include CNN Digital Studios, CNN Films, CNN Airport Network, HLN Live News and Original Programming, and CNN Go, and many, many others. And uh, he's really hoping to uh, create all kinds of branded content extensions off of those uh, different media groups. And in fact, he says he's going to follow a methodology he calls RED for relevancy, execution, and distribution, uh, which is pretty interesting. And I, I think this is the first I've heard of a cable news outlet doing something like this. And he says, of course, that the content will be clearly labeled as sponsored and it will be to bring different advertisers to CNN that perhaps wouldn't have looked at CNN previously. Um, And he'll be looking at, you know, bringing uh, all kinds of advertising across things like Snapchat, as well as, you know, the typical Facebook and that kind of social platforms as well. So, It's going to be interesting to watch, so keep your eyes out for CNN and all the things that that they're doing there when it comes to branded content. Our first profile today is the Prada Professional. This is a woman who's committed to her career, but trying to achieve some balance in her life after expending so much energy on the job. She's around 36 years old. Uh, Three quarters of them graduated from college. They're also married, employed full time, and more than half of them are parents. They're earning around $75,000 or more. Uh, They agree that their relationships are incredibly valuable to them as well are looks. They feel like the way they look is important in the workplace and so they keep up with the latest fashions and styles. They're confident in their style. They stick with a lot of the same brands and they shop their favorite stores for those brands and they're less price conscious than a lot of their peers. They enjoy um, owning quality things and they have a practical outlook on life. They Say that they do do shop around, though, however, for those expensive um, items, even though price isn't that important to them, but they are willing to do that. They work hard, they say, but they agree that life is more than work, and uh, they really do try to seek that balance. So 
Where are they shopping? Well, they're shopping Chanel and Lancome, uh, Calvin Klein and Armani, Neiman Marcus, Nordstrom, Crate and Barrel, and also a little bit of Target in there too, which I can appreciate. So how do you cross through to this woman, this product professional, if you're a marketer? Well, she's reading a lot of magazines, cable news and TV uh, for entertainment. She gets her information online. So magazines include Real Simple and Style Shape, Vanity Fair, Cooking Light. She's on watching E! Food Network, TLC, TBS as well. Well, my guest today um, knows a lot about women and women who are trying to get to the top of their careers and the things that might be blocking them from doing so. Janet Keston is the co-founder of the SWIM program, which is a creative leadership consultancy, but you probably know her as one of the women behind the Dove Real Beauty campaign, which, believe it or not, Advertising Age, named as the top campaign of the 21st century, even though the century isn't over yet. She and Nancy Vaughn spent 13 years as co-chief creative officers of Ogilvy and Mather's Toronto office, and together they co-authored a book called Pick Me, but it's her latest book called Darling, You Can't Do Both, Another Noise to Ignore on Your Way Up, that's creating some buzz. It's a guide for women, she says, who find themselves hitting ceilings as they try to progress in their careers. I'm thrilled to have Janet on the show today. She's an iconic figure in the advertising industry, and what she's doing for leadership is pretty earth-shattering as well. So stick around. Purse Strings returns with Janet Keston in just a moment. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Ritan. 
Welcome back to First Strings. I'm delighted today to welcome Janet Keston, co-founder of the SWIM program. SWIM is a creative leadership consultancy. She's also an award-winning creative director and one of the people responsible for the Dove Real Beauty campaign, which, as you may know, was named Advertising Age's top campaign of the 21st century, which is a pretty darn big deal. She and Nancy Vonk spent 13 years as co-chief creative officers for Ogilvy and Mather Toronto. And together co-offered a book called Pick Me. Her latest book, though, Darling, You Can't Do Both, Another Noise to Ignore on Your Way Up, is a guide for women who find themselves hitting the ceiling, walls, and other things as they try to progress in their careers. And I'm thrilled to have Janet on the show today. Janet, welcome. Thanks so much. Well, congrats on the latest in a very long line of awards. Uh, were you surprised by Advertising Age's top campaign of the 21st century? I was especially surprised that anybody was awarding anything campaign of the <laughs> So, yes. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, the 21st century isn't over, but clearly they thought you were the clear winner, which is a huge um, honor. And I know you can't do an interview without being asked about the Dove campaign because it's such a hallmark for anyone in advertising, and I'm sure a hallmark for your career as well. Do you ever get tired of entertaining questions about that campaign? No, it's really, I think it was the the passion point of my whole advertising career. It, it was with, I worked on Dove with Nancy from 1991 on, and there really was not a day in all of those years, 18 years, 20 20 years, whatever it was, that Dove wasn't part of my life in one form or another. And we were very fortunate to get involved just at a moment where everything was changing. So we were always involved in pushing it forward. And that was incredibly exciting. And it really showed you what the, what it means to have a great client. Mm-hmm. So it's now it's been, it's been really a wonderful experience to be involved with it. Yeah, you know what? You can't do great work without great clients, that's for sure. And um, we all really uh, covet those great clients that trust you to do, you know, the work that really pushes the boundaries. And I know the intent of the campaign partially was to sell product, I'm sure, but you and Nancy really had a higher purpose, which was to impact people's perceptions. Do you think that's happened over the last 10 plus years that that campaign really has shook the core of people's perceptions of what it looks like to be and act like a woman. Can I, can I back up a little bit? Of course. That interestingly, um, Dove always had real women in its advertising from like the dawn of time, Mm. you know, even back in the seventies. And, and I think that Dove, if they hadn't already, had the, what I'm going to put in quotes, the right to use real people, it actually wouldn't have taken in the way that it did. They weren't, they weren't using real people as a, as a tactic, if you know what I mean. And we had a client at that time, um, just be leading into the campaign for real beauty called Sylvia Lignato, who was the most driven woman that I've ever met. And she had this view that Dove could be an icon brand like Apple or Nike. And she really believed that there was a higher purpose for it. And so our office, that the Campaign for Real Beauty was really the brainchild of five offices, Ogilvy offices working together. 
of which ours was one. And it's such a testament to everybody linking arms and, and collaborating. And I do think it was probably the first uh, campaign that, of course, they wanted to sell stuff. Of course, they did. That's why they exist. Mm-hmm. But it was probably the first um, mission-based campaign had a real impact because it wasn't it wasn't about the transaction. The transaction was down the road. The transaction was once the affinity had been created and the mission bought into. And so I think it not only changed for certain people the way this conversation is now had around, um, you know, how, how we look and how we feel about it, but it also started to change you know, not to get overly, you know, self-congratulatory. It, it also started to change the way people thought about advertising. Mm-hmm. You know, so so I do think it, it's actually had quite a, a strong impact in certain areas within the industry and outside of it. Mm-hmm. I think your point about it, you know, the use of, of what I call real women throughout their kind of that tradition of that use made it feel it. And it is that that campaign was inauthentic. I think a lot of me too's try it and it, and it maybe falls a little bit flat because of that. I've seen so many more brands incorporating, uh, for example, plus size models and, um, and, and, and still it's creating a lot of buzz today, still today, which I find a little bit surprising that the use of plus size models is still a surprise uh, in advertising. So do you think the change is coming fast enough or is this kind of what you expected? This kind of slow adoption of the use of real women. I, I, I think that um, advertising is slow to change. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, clients are slow to change and, the way the industry's typically operated has been slow to change. And uh, I'm sure that it comes from a history of, um, there's always so much pressure to do things that work and to know, know as much as you could possibly know in advance that it will work. So people tend to repeat what's gone before because it worked. And the things that worked in the past I actually don't believe work by and large anymore. And so there is a a desire out in the real world for greater authenticity, and that could come in the form of real women or that could come in the form of the nature of a story or, you know, I think that's different for different businesses. But I I believe that what's happening um, with the Internet and digital in general is forcing a change that's, that people have been resistant to, and that includes acceptance of women just looking like and being who they are, and that's just dandy instead of always being held up to these false stereotypes. So it's disappointing to see that it makes news mm-hmm. if you use someone who's, a, in, I guess, in like a 12, say, mm-hmm. in an ad, which I guess is actually the average size of most North American women. So, so for that to be shocking seems really shocking to me. 
but but I do, you know, there's so much talk now around women in every um, aspect of life. Some real serious attention is being paid at long last. So I, while it's not happening fast, it sure is happening. Yes, and we can all applaud that. And I know you and your creative partner, Nancy, um, have clearly, I mean, Dove is a hallmark of your career, but certainly not the end of your career. My goodness, you've gone on to create a creative leadership consultancy called SWIM program to tackle corporate leadership challenges that you talk about are affecting really talent and revenues. Share a little bit about why you chose to focus on leadership, especially after your decorated creative career. I think what, what people didn't know about us that we was that we kind of had a secret second career <laughs> on at the same time. And I, I'm going to say, I don't even think that we realized that we had a secret second career going on at the same time, which was that we, from long before we had titles, we were very interested in developing talent. And so when we were, you know, only a couple of years older, let's say, than the people that we worked with, we went out of our way to make sure that they were having the best experience possible. And we were very involved in creating a, an internship program uh, through Ogilvy that was the oldest internship program in Canada. And it became so well-known and so successful that people coming out of school often didn't take real jobs. They would actually come and do the internship instead, mm. realizing that they would actually get better jobs if they did the internship. So they delayed actually earning real money. They earned pittances, but they delayed earning real money in order to just get stronger. And we found that we were making very young people very successful quite early. And so when we started to decide what our next was, because 13 years as the chief creative officers of any agency is plenty, we had spent a, a few years before we actually left thinking about what we might like to do next. And we realized that there was a, a dearth of leadership in the industry that was starting to emerge because with all of the layoffs through various recessions, with the incredible pace of everything now, there were fewer people doing more work which meant that everybody was just keeping their heads down and, and running as fast as they could and then running straight into all kinds of obstacles when they got promoted into jobs that nobody had taught them how to do. Mm-hmm. And it had been, we'd spent our whole careers raising up people and even we were the same in the last couple of years. Everything, everything was so crazy that we weren't, paying attention to people's development either. And that was horrifying. And we thought it might just be us. So we started to research it and realized that it was happening across the industry. And then when we started SWIM, the, a lot of the phone calls came to us from tech companies and architects and banks. And so all kinds of people, we expected we'd work only with ad agencies. And in fact, our experience has been quite a lot broader than that over the last three years because this lack of leadership is happening in many, many industries where there just isn't the time or the money to develop that talent. Plus, we do it the way creative directors would do it. So it's mm-hmm. lots of fun. <laughs> 
Yes, lots of fun and undoubtedly extremely creative, I'm sure. We we talk a lot about women in leadership here on Purse Strings, as you can imagine, and the lack of women in leadership roles continues to be uh, an issue as you, as you talk about in all kinds of industries, uh, not just the creative industry, which we know is making some inroads thankfully, in that regard. But what do you feel are the major barriers to women reaching those higher rungs on the ladder? And I know that's a loaded question because it's not a simple answer, but if you could if you could break it down for us as, as much as possible, that would be great. I, I think that it's actually coming at us from both directions. So it's quite, I mean, we're in a very, or we have been in a very stuck place. And um, because the system, the system doesn't favor us and often we don't help ourselves. And the one thing I don't want to do is, is kind of blame women. And I think there's a lot of that that goes on. And I think it's fundamentally not true. But um, I'll, I'll just give you some examples of what I mean. We don't, women by and large don't ask for raises or promotions. You know, we wait for our bosses to see what we're doing and reward us for it. Mm -hmm. And that takes forever or it doesn't happen. We um, don't put up our hands if an opportunity comes available. We don't put up our hands unless we feel like we already have the skills to do it. And the system reinforces that. I read something that, that was, uh, I, I won't get the words exactly right, but um, it, it's something like men are promoted on potential and mm-hmm. women are promoted on proof. Yes, I've heard the same. That's right. Yeah, and so I do think that, that you know, we, we work inside of, of organizations um, that, you know, men tend to be squeakier wheels and they're buddy-buddier with most of the the higher-ups who tend to be guys, and we all know that like likes like, and it's, you know, it's it's brains and chemistry and biology and, and all of these things that make us um, connect more easily with people like us, so the system just reinforces itself, and women are something different and something other, and there aren't enough women yet in jobs um, that have enough responsibility that they can can start to help see the, the change happen there. Um, yeah, so we don't speak up when we have something to say. We hate networking. And um, that comes from we're socialized to be polite and quiet. It comes from our schools. It comes from our parents. And in the business world, if we're... If they like us, they think we're weak. And if they don't, we're, you know, bitches are discounted. Mm-hmm. So Catalyst, which is the um, research organization that has been studying women in business since 1964, uses the phrase damned if you do and doomed if you don't, mm-hmm. which I, I think is a great, great phrase. It, it's quite a hard place to be for women at the moment, but I do think there's so much consciousness raising and so many fists beating on so many doors and so many articles and so much conversation and so many people like Sheryl Sandberg and, you know, the people who are really making tons of noise around the issue 
that um, even uh, even the organizations have to start to change. I think that we can uh, effect certain changes in our own behavior, and it isn't easy. But I do think that the grassroots is important. We are important in making this change, and then the organizations equally so. Right, exactly. And it's you did a nice job of breaking it down for us because it is it's um, it's got a myriad of layers, and they all need to be attacked almost simultaneously. I think for there to be uh, the kind of seismic change that needs to happen. There's been incremental change, and it is it is um, it's good to see these voices shouting, you know, louder and louder through the din, and and eventually, hopefully, the kind of change that we need to see happen will happen. Appreciate all that you and Nancy are doing on that regard as well. And in fact, I want to talk about your book next, but we've got to take a quick break. And when we do, uh, we'll be back to talk about Darlene, you can't do both. So stick around. Purse Strings returns in just a moment. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis. SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. I've been chatting today with Janet Keskin. She's a co-founder of the SWIM program, and SWIM is a creative leadership consultancy. You may have heard of Janet and her amazing Dove Real Beauty campaign that's been named Advertising Age's top campaign of the 21st century. That's right, the 21st century, even though that century isn't over yet. She and her co-creative director, Nancy Vonk, um, have spent 13 years at Ogilvy & Mather, Toronto, and they've written another book, but it's uh, Janet's latest book that we want to get into right now. Darling, You Can't Do Both, Another Noise to, to Ignore on Your Way Up. And, uh, you know, the book came out last fall, 
And you describe it as a guide for women who are hitting walls as they try to pursue their goals. So in other words, it applies to pretty much all of us. So what's been the reaction to the book so far? It's been amazing. I, I, I think if I sound like I'm amazed, it's because I am. <laughs> um, it's been selling really well, uh, both here and in the U.S. We spoke at an at a event um, about a month ago. And the woman who did the Q&A afterwards, she started off by saying, I made two deals last week for more money than I would have ever asked for because I read your book. Uh. You know, people come and tell us that they read the book and then they went out and got themselves great mentors or they started personal advisory boards to help them on their journey or they accepted speaking engagements that they were terrified to do, and I think most amazing and maybe most frightening of all was the woman after another speech we gave and told us that she'd quit her job and started a business because the book gave her that much courage. Oh, my goodness. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I, I hope you don't have children to feed. I'm not sure that I can take that responsibility. <laughs> but it's it's had a lot of, a lot of attention, a lot of press. Um, women really like it a lot and um, what works about it for for readers is that it's very um, I'm sorry it's very readable you know it's it's not a difficult read and it is an entertaining one Nancy and I are known for being both outspoken and frank and so certainly um, many of the state mistakes that we've made are in there and um, because we hope that, you know, you can make your own mistakes and not ours. Mm-hmm. But um, there are lots of voices in it. So it's, it's quite, you, you know, there are so many people who, who we talk about in the book that it's quite easy, I think, for people to find someone whose situation mirrors theirs in one way or another, and they find that quite helpful. Right. It's very applicable, right? You can uh, Clearly, you can go and just apply it right away, especially since that woman just quit her job with all confidence to go create her own consultancy. But you do provide tools to women. Um, yeah, absolutely. practical. The book's yeah. very practical, and every chapter has in it um, what, whatever we address. Stage fright is one of them, and, and we give you know, some very, very practical ways to deal with that that, uh, that aren't, aren't all that hard. And it doesn't mean you'll ever get over it. I certainly haven't. <laughs> but it does mean you find a way to, to deal with it in a more positive um, yeah. way, yeah. So you and, don't stop yourself from doing things. And you, you talk about uh, that you and Nancy have shared, you know, your own mistakes. So how much of, how much of the book is autobiographical? And how much of it is things that you've assimilated throughout your career and just applied to the book? It's a combination of things. It's autobiographical in the sense that our own experience forms the kind of narrative thread of of the book. So every the way that we decided to write it was whichever of us had a more vivid example of what we were talking about happened to her. She wrote that chapter. And so 
that was sort of how we divided it up. And every chapter does contain a story of some thing, good or bad, that happened to us and how we dealt with it. But then there are, as I said, there are many other women's um, experiences in there and how they dealt with it. We learned a lot ourselves in our careers, obviously, from people along the way, and we share that. But we also learned an unbelievable amount writing the book. Whatever we thought we knew before we started, we knew, you know, 100% more by the time we were done. So we don't believe that there is only one way to respond to an issue because different people respond in different ways. And it Mm -hmm. seems a bit naive to me to suggest that if we only all do this, everything will be fine. I don't believe that's true. And so we give many examples of of how people have, have, you know, cracked through various barriers and what worked for them. And given the natures of all of the women in the book, there, there's quite a large population represented. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the book's available a lot of different places, um, and I encourage everyone to go pick up a copy. Uh, and I know Amazon is right there on Amazon. Amazon carries everything, so I know you can get it there. Um, but as we wrap up, uh, what change do you hope the next 10 years brings, making it, I guess, more than 20 years since the original Dove campaign? What do you hope to see? Um, just to one side... I hope to see more women heading up companies and the female leadership traits get more respect. I hope to see women in more significant roles in politics, to hear fewer women saying sorry as a default, and Canadian women saying it twice. (laughs) Um, More effort to keep talented women who are having kids in the workforce because it's an enormous loss and companies are poorer for it. I hope to see less focus on women's appearance and more on our ability. Mm. More support for men who want to participate more in their families' lives and less punishment for wanting to take paternity leave, for example. More women asking their partners for help so that both parents can have the families and careers they want. And more, I guess, more embrace of the word feminist by both genders. You know, the list, I mean, my list could go on for days. (laughs) But I think that's you know, that probably covers the the top thing. Well, those are all good things. And I agree with you. I hope those indeed come true in the next 10 years, if not before. Um, So uh, thank you so much for being on today to share your immense insight. And again, I encourage everyone to check out your book, Darling, You Can't Do Both. And I wish you just the best of luck, uh, continued success with the swim program. Well, thank you so much. It was great to talk to you. Great to talk to you, too. And thanks to my producer, George. And join me right here next week for another edition of Purse Strings, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. 
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.